Hi, my name is Les James, and I'm here with Sean McMenamin, and we are hosting a new podcast called Man vs. Business. Our topic today is a review of possible topics and content. So, sit back, relax, and I hope you enjoy the podcast. So let me go through mine, and we'll see how um, they yeah how mine compare. So um, starting off with corporate and organization, um, I started off with uh, strategy deployment, talking about Hoshion Conroy, um, the difference between it, the difference between uh, uh, like uh, 40x as mm-hmm. a strategy deployment and um, a balanced scorecard. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what's the difference between all, all those different types of strategy activities. Should manufacturing companies always use an MRP ERP system? <laughs> always. <laughs> We've had several that's, discussions that's, uh, yeah. on that. <laughs> that's one of those things. Always, yeah. If it's if it's always, then you say no. Yeah, the right? easy answer. Yeah, the easy answer is no. <laughs> uh, does Japanese culture really drive their ability to be better business leaders? So, does the Japanese culture lend itself to being better business leaders? Hmm. That's an interesting topic. It would be mostly opinion, I would, I would say. I would, yeah, I would mm-hmm. say too, yeah. Uh, five elements to driving employee engagement. Oh, wow. That's a nice topic. That's, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, uh, I have a site that I had taken a look at that kind of lays out some of those items. Uh, so that would be a good one to talk about. Uh, does public companies risk failure because of their quarterly results mentality? <laughs> <laughs> You like that one? Yeah, I like that one. <laughs> is Wall Street killing public companies? Yeah, I think in some cases, yeah. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. with the whole socks thing, mm-hmm. uh, you know that you know we often talked about the the pendulum, you know, where we had no socks, and then introduction of socks swung us all the way to the other side of tons of auditing mm-hmm. and you know tons of people being in your office looking at everything you right. do. Uh, just think of the cost and the and the the, the manpower, ama- the, manpower mm-hmm. the the uh, the amount of delay and and um, just being in the way of getting yeah. regular duties done. Just think about it, like when we talked before about everybody really having a, a role in sales and what are you doing to support sales? I mean, having to support socks, you've got people that that really could have the argument that said, "I don't support sales at all. I support." The audits, yeah, of of what everybody else in this organization is doing, yeah, you know, and, and that might you know that might be their full time job. So how many, how many indirect heads, you know, indirect to sales the heads will you have to have because of the audit? Yeah, and then and just the expense that goes along with mm-hmm. that is just huge. Mm-hmm. Uh, leadership, I had. Uh, what's your strategy when starting a new leadership role? Just your personal strategy. Mm. You know, when starting something. Yeah, I like that. That's yeah, that's, a, that's a good one. I like that topic. Uh, should all employees have leadership skills? If so, what are they? And and now here we go back. In to other words, this is the, practice. Yeah, this is the Indian and the chiefs thing. Should should your company be made up of all Indians, no matter or all chiefs, no matter what level they're at, or sh- or w- should you always expect to have Indians and chiefs? Yes. Okay. In my opinion, yeah, and I can okay. I, I wouldn't mind talking about that'd um, be a good one. The uh, time span view, mm-hmm. the time, you know, time span of like people and what where they sit and how they can how their time span their their uh, echelon of of long term thought mm-hmm. how far out that is. So you know, typically 
the, the maintenance the maintenance guy at the facility, the the janitorial staff. You know, those those are people in that in that line of work that think you know a week, a couple days to a week out. Yeah. All right. And then you got the then you got the supervisor that might think two weeks out because if somebody tells them that they're going to go on vacation in ten days, you know, he's the kind of guy that you know will write it down or whatever and think out, hey, ten days. So how am I going to fill his spot? In ten days, when he takes vacation, and then you know it goes up to it goes up from there to, yeah, yeah, yeah. to uh, Bill Gates, who's got you know a time span of five hundred years. You know he's ten, you know he's he's thinking in five hundred <laughs> years when we're living in some on some planet somewhere, will they be using Microsoft? <laughs> now I will say that's probably not true in most organizations. Uh, Bill Gates. No, well, yeah, but <laughs> I, I'm just giving you the spectrum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. oh yeah. So, so like one you, end book into the other, right? Yeah. It, you know, typically a CEO, you you would hope that a CEO's time span is at is least five, five years. years. Yeah, it's yeah. a five year time span. Yeah. yeah. So that's yeah, that's a good one. Um, let's see the uh, types of leadership and how to use them. Is another topic. Well, like the guys that beat the other beat people, or that type of leadership. <laughs> I was going to say, isn't there really only two times? <laughs> passive and aggressive. Passive and aggressive. Oh, well, yeah. third time, the passive aggressive. Yeah, the combination. Yeah, the combination. <laughs> you know, uh, difference between a leader and a manager. We yeah, talked about that a little bit. Thing. Yeah. Flavor of the month. New initiatives. Our new initiatives. How do you get around the whole flavor of the month mentality if you're? A company that's constantly trying to prove, uh, improve, um, and you know my opinion there is is that really if you're not constantly trying to improve, even if let's say half of the improvement ideas are bad ideas, then you're not moving forward. Mm-hmm. I think the way to sell it to employees is that at least you're doing something, trying to move forward, but but you need to figure out how to start making some of them stick. Well, and stick with them. Stick to to achieve. Goals, yeah. because the, I think the biggest thing there is that you've got employees that have a job to do, uh-huh. their regular their regular tasks, and then you're going to say, "Hey, we've got this improvement project," mm-hmm. and so you pull you pull them away from their job, which they know and they're comfortable in. So you pull them out of their their comfort zone, and then if they do some effort level of effort that just wanes, yeah, in three months, yeah, that's definitely demotivating. And yeah, and if you do that over and over again, yeah. So th- yeah. again, that's a leadership thing, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I will say though, sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. To me, if you frame the organization in your process improvement around the Lean Six Sigma, uh-huh. you know, mentality and tools, yeah, then 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 everybody is always living in a a process improvement environment, right? And they know that they're that they're process so that so that that process improvement isn't something that you're taking them away from their day to day job. Mm-hmm. That it's ingrained in their day to day job. It's it's uh, intertwined. Yeah, and, and that's what you got to do is try and figure out how to make it part of their daily activity. Yeah, yeah. In fact, that's going to be one of our pushes for our mm-hmm. for our strategy. Uh, let's see. Engage all top to bottom. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, implementing a quality program. So that one was really how do you engage everybody? You know, because mm-hmm. one of the biggest things uh, that I think you and I both have seen this in the past is is that quality initiated at kind of the mm-hmm. peanut butter and jelly level and the you know the breads at either end are not engaged um, you know there's maybe talk but no yeah. no engagement yeah. uh, management styles uh, the need for trustworthy leadership trustworthy 
<laughs> so <laughs> what makes somebody be, that could be a dangerous topic? I know. <laughs> so what makes somebody not trustworthy as a leader in the organization? Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, I I don't know. I don't know yeah, why. Well, I mean, I, I think we could throw around a couple of ideas. I'm yeah, sure. I think so. Uh, what makes a good leader? You know, what are the characteristics? What are the uh, mm-hmm. uh, thoughts and ideas behind a good leader? Uh, should leadership own a desk? Oh, I like that. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> oh, man, as, I would love to not own a desk as a, as I a leader would too. in an organization. I would, too. That, I think that that would be... Yeah. Um, I think that would be really good. Just camp wherever you want to camp mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and just always be in somebody's business. <laughs> yeah, asking them, what are they selling? How can I help you? And how can I help you? That's right. Yeah. That, that's, that's my, going back to your other uh, topic there about a new leader and what's your, what's your strategy. That's the first thing right. I tell people is, I'm here to clear hurdles. Yep. Uh, is top-down command and control a, uh, an archaic structure? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I read a book, uh, Team of Teams, about... Yeah. Um, General, oh gosh, it's a mech. Anyway, he was in charge of of the uh, intelligence during the first uh, no first World War. No Iraq. Oh Iraq. Yeah, okay. so, um, General somebody brother. Anyway, anyway, he he. It's a good book. I would I would highly recommend. It. It's a fast read too, and uh, he gives a couple of good examples of command and control. So that might be one of your recommendations at the end of the show. Oh yeah, that would be a good recommendation. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, one of the one of the command and control, here's a quick quick example. Command and control versus understanding what needs to be done. Two examples. There was an uh, I think it was an Eastern Airlines flight in like the eighties flying into Seattle. The crew was getting prepared to land, and one of the indicator lights for the landing gear didn't come on. And the captain was in charge, and he said, get out the books, and everybody was doing what they were supposed to do. The flight attendants were telling the people, hey, we're going to land, and, you know, it might be a little, you know, bumpy, or we're going to try to get things straight. And um, the engineer is sitting there, the engineer, the flight engineer, is sitting there saying, hey, you know, we have to watch fuel. We have to watch fuel. Yep, yep, got it. Got to go. They're going through the books. Everybody had the books out, and everybody was, was managing the way that they were taught to manage. Being directed by the captain. Hey, captain, should I do this? The captain's directing everybody. They landed short of the airport. And I can't remember how many people were killed. But there were people killed because they landed short. They ran out of gas. As opposed to... Was he an American Airlines flight? The guy out of New York. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, land, that, got, that got his engines he landed hit. Landed in the river? And landed in, landed in the river. Uh-huh. Because, he, you know, and you, can, you read about what he did. Mm-hmm. He says, our number one priority is to... Land his plane as safely as possible. Right. And he got the plane down, and he got it down safely, and nobody got hurt. Everybody was standing on the wings. It looked great. Yeah. So that was the thing. The other guy's priority was follow the procedure. Yeah. Command and control. I'm in control, and this is what we're supposed to do. To check the landing gear, have a flyby, make sure somebody looks at it, or all this stuff. <laughs> yeah, so. Yeah, that's a, that's a great that was, analogy. That was, a, that was an example of the book. So my next one uh, is in the quality management concepts. So I have several in this one. Uh, I'll kind of run through some of these. Um, I'll try not to comment. We could be here for four hours if I'm (laughs) going to talk all the time. (laughs) What should your quality system look like? So that's a good one. Green. (laughs) 
why should I use lean or Six Sigma or both? Ooh. Having just gone to school, it's a both. It's a both. It's a both. <laughs> I would agree with mm-hmm. you. And, and then actually I would throw a few more things in there too, but uh, we can talk about that. Mm-hmm. Um, key quality tools and how to use them. So what's the what's the good quality tools to use? You know, you've, of course you got your famous seven basic quality tools. You know, but uh, you know what what are ones that really help? Mm-hmm. You know, so that'd be a good topic. Mm-hmm. Process diagrams, when and how to use them. I think that process diagrams are in a lot of cases used incorrectly in most environments. Really? Yeah. Well, yeah, I don't doubt it. Yeah, I don't doubt it. FMEAs and control plans. Do, do we use FMEA and control plans correctly? You know what an FMEA, FMEA uh, do, is, right? Yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah. What does it stand for? I'm uh, testing you. Put me on a test. Uh, yep. Uh, let's see. FMEA. Goodness grief. Now I'm Failure looking. modes well, and effects, effects analysis. analysis. Yep, right. yep, yep, yep. Good. That's uh, just what I was going to say. <laughs> quality system documentation, how it all fits together. So talking about the hierarchy, the structure. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the areas that we're going to be working on in our company is trying to get... But the other uh, thing, too, is just like you were talking about socks before. Yeah. You don't want to inundate somebody with quality documentation and no, all this stuff. That no. hampers them. So, so one of the things we're doing, and I'm you know, learning from that, uh, is we're doing some unique things with like our forms. Like we're putting the instructions, as opposed to having a separate document that is a work instruction, our instructions are right on the form at the bottom with a very simple bullet point. So if we've got a new employee, hey, this is this form you need to know about. No, by the way, here's the instructions to use the form right there. You don't have to go somewhere else to look it up. So we're trying to do some of those things. That's good. Uh, Kanbans and how they work. (laughs) That's a good one. Uh, Using the Demaic framework. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, Nonconformances to root cause analysis. You know how do you. How do you appropriately do a nonconformance with a root cause analysis? And how do you do it in a lean environment? <laughs> yeah, without it being overwhelming. Creating a Kaizen culture. So that's mm-hmm. creating daily continuous change, like we were talking about a minute ago, inter- interwoven mm-hmm. within their responsibilities. And I'm gonna be the I'm going to be the the voice of hey, it's not just manufacturing we're talking about. That's right. Right? It's it's you, you, you everywhere. Do, yeah, Kanban, you know, and Actually, Lean Six Sigma and, hospitals are doing it. Exactly right. Healthcare is huge. Yeah, if you, yeah. Any any quality uh, magazines you look at mm-hmm. now, half the time they're writing about stuff for healthcare. Really? Yeah, yeah healthcare is huge. Yeah. Um, uh, in fact, um, uh, usually the way, the approach I take is that quality can be anywhere. It's just you need to understand the tools well enough to know what fits right and what doesn't. You know, just just know your tools. Yeah. You know, uh, this is a good one. Deming's 14 points. I'd love to go through Deming's 14 points and talk about, do they still apply in today's environment? Okay, so Are folks on the radio, be? you listen to this just before we go to sleep. <laughs> That's right. At night. <laughs> it puts you right to sleep, huh? <laughs> when I was a kid, I would go to sleep. I would listen to the top 10 or whatever on yeah. Rock and Roll Station. And wherever Freebird was, I ended up falling asleep to Freebird because it was just too long. <laughs> so that's how old I am. Auditor's ethical responsibilities. You would hope that an auditor is ethical. You'd hope. I would hope. <laughs> Avoiding the crisis of the day. Hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> do you have any of those in your environment? Not crisis? really. No? Luckily. No. Oh, we do. 
Yeah. In fact, that's what uh, we're trying to get out of is, is firefighting. In fact, my first day there, second day there, we were loading up a big old skid and um, had two parts to it, and there were two skids, and each skid had two parts to it. Anyways, um, as they were going out to, to the parking lot with the truck coming in, there were engineers and still. still looking it over and finding tags that were wrong oh, and, and saying this hose needs to be tightened and this wire is loose and this tag is wrong, breaking it off right there and going and fixing another one real quick. I'm like, oh, this has got to stop. Yeah. How do you know that you got it all? Or <laughs> yeah. What did you do? Yeah. What did the drawers look like? Yeah. So one of the first implementation was a um, uh, final shipping inspection process mm-hmm. that we're that we just finished putting in place. Mm-hmm. Uh, first job already used it, and it worked great. And I guess the question is, how much time and, and effort did that take? And then how do you... So what's the process improvement is? I'm just trying to think far ahead. Uh-huh. You, be, you bench line how long it took to do that final inspection, and then you, you, you work it back in so that you know, along the in way... some things, it's just the fact that we're not doing it. We we avoided doing that now. It's 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 now no longer a choice mm. because he, the uh, the uh, uh, production planning guy will not order a truck unless that inspection form is filled out and has been looked at by all the important people. So we're not even getting a truck yeah. until that happens. But I mean, how, yeah, I guess that's the thing, though. What's what's the delay? If you know, you've got to. I mean, is your well, schedule? Is but your see, sh- now the next thing we're implementing is on-time delivery and what that looks like. Okay, so yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. you pick one thing, you work on, it, you get okay. What did we say? And well, you and I talked about this a lot. Yeah, you know, get 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 good, and then get faster. Yes, yes. So you you got to get right, get right. What did we say? I'll have to go back and look at some notes. Well, and it's the whole crawl, walk, run mm-hmm. scenario, mm-hmm. you know. Um, lean thinking, you know, what is lean thinking all about? Is documentation considered waste? In some cases, yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, where to start your lean journey? Uh, should companies go after quality awards? You know, Shingo Award, uh, Malcolm Baldridge Award. The North Texas Quality Award. Mm-hmm. Um, should they go after those? You know, or, or are they wasting a lot of money? And you know, I, somewhere I somewhere I did read that uh, most of the companies that went after the ba- Malcolm Baldridge Award, half of them are go out of business. Yeah, go out of business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I read that somewhere or heard it somewhere. Uh-huh. You know, that's that's sad. I guess yeah, you get you get uh, misdirected. Why why? Are you are you using the system to get an award or using the system to improve get better. your company? Yeah. yeah. Um, I, and I know, actually, I was out at Solar Turbine last week in San Diego, going through their shop, and it was nice, and it was beautiful to talk about quality, quality implementation. One of the things, one of the things that I noticed was that their their uh, compressor skids, the packages down the middle, they weren't they weren't at right angles to the walkways. You know, or to the walls or anything like that. They were at an angle, oh, and I yeah. said, I noticed, yeah, that they were at an angle. He said, yeah, that was a that was a uh, a process improvement to be able to put in more units effectively in the same space because we have them at an angle, and to have more space. It's the around. parking lot mentality. Oh my goodness! Where yeah, you're parking exactly. at an angle as opposed to pulling. That's straight right. In. You can get them in and out, and uh-huh. um, and he said that was that. I don't know if it was a a Gemba. Project or or Kaizen project, Kaizen project yeah. or something like that. Yeah, 
go to the ads, you'd be going again with an armor price. There you go. I know, I know. I know you were looking at me like, you don't know what he's talking about. What are you, about. you crazy? Yeah. Um, I just like that word, Gemba. It is a neat word. Um, make your quality program your own. Don't fake quality. <laughs> so faking it till you make it isn't the right way to go? No, no, I don't think so. Well, I don't know. Uh, no, I don't think no. so. <laughs> That's where you get the uh, honest inspectors. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> right. uh, then my next section is finance and accounting. I have, uh, does finance run the company? Shouldn't. <laughs> uh, um, private or public companies... Um, what's be, you know what's the difference one better than the other private or, or public you know now that I've had a taste of both you know yeah I guess it all depends on I mean, really it's how successful <laughs> you're going to make people happy if you're successful uh, finance for the non-financial leader that's I need that one <laughs> can a leader so that's a good question yeah can a leader, can a leader be a leader? To, can, can you get to be a leader without, without any finance background? Mm, yeah. <laughs> Living proof. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Has the socks pendulum swung too far? I need to see if we can find a socks expert. Yeah, we got Mike uh, Wiedemer in Wiedemer here. in here? Yeah. Oh, I'm, I bet he loves them. I'll bet. Uh, I don't think so. Yeah. Uh, what the key finan- what, are, what is the key financial metrics? Mm-hmm. You know, that's a good one. Uh, should we only measure financial or use a balance scorecard? Oh, I love the balance scorecard. Yeah. I went, to, I went to UT Austin. Dave Taylor and I did yeah. balance scorecard training. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, I like balance scorecard. But it's, yeah, Kaplan here's, and Norton. Here's, here's one that, um, that really kills you when your upper management sends you to a class like that. And, and, then, do, and with, then don't even use it? Oh, yeah. Hey, yeah. nice book. Let's carry on the way we were going. Yeah. That, nice time. Huge waste Good for of me. Time. Personally, it was great. Yeah, because you get to put something on your resume. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, let's see, HR, employee, communication, and training. I've got that all lumped into one section. Uh, how should training be handled? Uh, teaching by questioning. Yeah. Um, is email overused or is it truly the most effective way to communicate? <laughs> <laughs> yes and no. Exactly. I think mm-hmm. the answer in that one is somewhere in between, yeah. No, I mean... Yes, it's overused, and no, it's not an effective way to communicate. No. <laughs> uh, what are the extended responsibilities of an HR department? <laughs> you think I have reasons for asking yeah. some of these? <laughs> Should an employee be suspicious if an onboarding process doesn't exist? In this day and age, yeah, I think you have to. Yeah, I would agree. Um should an employee... Let's see. Oh, no. Sorry. How to handle difficult employees? Beat them over the head? Mm. <laughs> I guess that's the thing. Yeah, why, why are they difficult? You know, you got to figure it out. Yeah, and, and are they just difficult because you don't like their personality mm-hmm. or, uh, you know, things yeah. like that? Yeah. Um, uh, large training sessions or small? So should you train in large groups or small groups? You know, that's a yeah, that's I mean, a tough yeah. one. So, you know, in, in, in my company, in the company I'm with now, you know, it's a pretty small group. You can't be constantly, you know, training them because you're constantly pulling them away from, 
you know, their duties, and, and literally you've got one or two or three designers. If you pull them all away, there's no designing going on. Um, yeah, I can. Uh, if we paid the high end, uh, would productivity and loyalty improve? Would you want? Uh, would you win in the end? So, that long statement is basically: Should you pay employees at the higher end of their their rates? Um, and I think the answer is: If you've got good ones, yes. Right, right, but yeah, you you pay you pay the market rate, mm-hmm. and if they're good, they should be at the higher end of the rate. Yeah, but if your employees are only coming to work for the paycheck, yeah, then that's something you. Re- I mean, I'm not saying that's a bad thing because I mean there might be people that just come to work for the paycheck. Yeah, and then you have to understand that, and we go back to you know what level in the organization do they have? What is what is their their time span? What is their strata? Where, where are they thinking? So the reason I brought this one up is because there was a company that literally started p- paying all their employees above a certain amount. Like, everything, everybody was making at least 70000 a year and above, no matter where they were mm-hmm. yeah. in the organization. Yeah. So it was, you know, it was kind of a, a test of can an organization run at that level? And of course... I read later that the person was running into problems because some of the higher-end employees were complaining because, you know, admins were making almost as much mm-hmm. as they were. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know, you know. Well, I, I mean, know. it's just like... To me, there, there's, a, there's a greed factor in there that, you know, why would somebody else be worried about somebody what everybody else makes? Well, that's true. Why are you, why are you worried about the other person? If, if they can do one hour's worth of work and get $100,000, good on them. Yeah. Yeah. More okay. power to them. Just worry about yourself. Okay, that's right. Okay. So why can't you do one hour's worth of work and get $100,000? That's well, the question. And I think those people think that, well, maybe I should be making 200000 yeah. for my one hour of work if that admin's making 100000 So yeah. to me, it's greed. <clears throat> well, it, it all comes down to greed. But then again, your paycheck is a measure of your value and, and your own internal value. Right. You go to work because you feel that you're getting fairly paid for the job that you're doing. Right. Now, you have to hope that your boss thinks that you are doing a job well enough to get paid the value that he's giving you. Sees value, yeah. Yeah, that he's mm-hmm. got to see that value. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that's where it all works. Yeah. That's where it all works. Now, the thing is, if, if you say an admin is getting $70,000, I guess, you know, for whatever that job that job is, mm-hmm. you know... You, well, and I think the danger there is, is let's say that admin gets let go. She won't get make $70,000 anywhere else. That is a danger there. That is a huge that is danger. A danger. So, if you've, so if that admin has set herself up to live at that level. Oh, that's, yeah. That would be, yeah. That's a huge hit. That will be a, so that a was social, some, that's a social faux pas. I won't say crime, but it's a, that's a social. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you could literally be doing that person damage. Disservice. Um, um, and, and, and you almost, you get into the the overtime discussion too on that same topic you know if people get used to making their overtime money and then all of a sudden the company needs to pull that overtime back mm-hmm. and then the next thing you hear is all the gnashing of teeth yeah. saying I rely on that money I need 48 hours or 50 hours and you know well remember then I, I, I don't mind that that type of discussion because then you can say okay well either you work 40 hours and I get I, I get to keep my thirty people, yeah. or you work your forty-eight hours, but I got to cut ten people. I got it. Yeah. So I do you want a job, or do you not want a job? <laughs> if you want to take the risk of you being in yeah, the ten, yeah, I got to let go. How good are you? Yeah. How good are you to be in the uh, the top thirty or top twenty? 
Um, and then my last group was technology. Didn't have as many as in here as I thought I would. Uh, local and network files should be outlawed. SharePoint should be your default. <laughs> you think I'm a SharePoint fanboy? I guess so. <laughs> Capturing data and creating metrics. How to make it easy. Well, there's effort. No, no, nothing's easy without effort. That's true. Mm-hmm. Does it make sense to outsource your IT department? Right. You know, IT is a huge overhead and resource, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, with all the technology, who is truly the SME? <laughs> who is truly the subject matter expert when it comes to... Well, I think that's one of the reasons why uh, some of the people in my old company liked having me around is because they could rely on me for that business process well, aspect with the IT tinge. You know, that, uh, Honestly, yeah, that will be the interesting... The interesting Evolution. Evolution of that mm-hmm. organization. Uh-huh. Because I, I, always, I always said that uh, I was a shell answer man. Yeah. Now for people our age, they might remember back in the day, there was a shell answer man. It was for shell gasoline. You just go to the service station and the service attendant, he would answer any question you wanted about your car. Right. People would come to you. People would come to me. There's, there's probably a handful of people in that organization who most likely are all gone yeah. now. That were the people that could answer the, answer the question. And, and the, other, the other thing, though, is is it... Is it is it a good culture to develop? And even looking back, I'll you know, try to take some <clears throat> responsibility and accountability. Should I not have generated the information to be the shell answer man because because people didn't have to think for themselves then? Uh, you're getting into the whole teacher fan to fish scenario. Well, yeah, but the thing is, and, and, nobody, I, and typically I would never give an answer. Yeah. Like, you know, and, and a number, you know, somebody would come to me or whatever, the, the number wouldn't be, you know, 14. It would be, what would you do? And and, and I know mo- most of mine was like, or, again, it was back to, they didn't know if they should do something. Yes, you should do it. You're an engineer. Engineer it. You know? Why are you coming to me? <laughs> Go away. Go away. <laughs> so anyway, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Shell answer, man. You're right. And, and that's the, a tough so one. The, so the SME, and, and yeah, was I an expert? No, I was an expert. I was just, I had enough guts to... Answer, answer the question. Answer the yeah, question, yeah. yeah. No doubt. So anyways, that's the topics I have. Uh, you know, we've got a lot. We've got a lot of topics on here that yeah. even some of the topics could be sub-split uh-huh. into uh-huh. other areas and other things. Yeah. So, we have covered quite a few topics and lots of sample content. But just so you know, Our future shows will not be as long, and we will focus on specific topics. Sean and I are looking forward to bringing you great business information, business insight, and useful tips. If you've enjoyed our show or have topic suggestions, please let us know. With that, we hope you will tune in to our next Man vs. Business podcast. (laughs) 